VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Green Radio, I am so glad you're here with us today. We have an awesome show, and it's so timely because just this week we heard President Obama talking a lot about energy. That was one of the first things that he talked about, his commitment to a a good energy future, a solid energy future for our country. And today's show is really going to focus on some of the things that he outlined and some of the things that a lot of us have been talking about for quite some time when it comes to greening our energy supply. And I'm fortunate to have a couple of guests on today um, who are really at the vortex of this effort, doing some awesome things to green our energy and have been leaders in this effort for a long, long time. We're going to be talking to two folks. Uh, first of all, we're going to be talking to Tom Garino, who's my BFF in uh, Pacific Gas and Electric Company. They have been a national leader in efforts to deliver affordable green energy to their utility customers for a long, long time. And on today's episode, we're also going to be talking about some of their community enrichment and education programs. They have an awesome program called Solar in Schools that I'm intimately familiar with because one of my kids' schools um, is actually a Solar in Schools participant. Um, And we're also going to talk to Tom about how Pacific Gas and Electric is involved in creating green jobs, which is something we're going to be hearing a lot more about. We're also going to be talking with a representative from REC Solar. They are a national solar installation company that is growing by leaps and bounds. They seem to be recession-proof. And we're going to be talking about their residential program as well as some new opportunities for schools. So um, this is going to be a very, not just informative, but cutting-edge informational show. And if you want to talk to Tom or later in the show, uh, our representative from REC Solar, I want you to... Not be shy. Call in. Here's our number. You can call in anytime. It's 866-472-5788. We'll be glad to take your calls. Well, let's begin with Tom Garino from Pacific Gas and Electric. We've known each other for years. Tom, welcome to Go Green Radio. Hi, Hi Joe. How you doing? I'm doing awesome and even more awesome because I'm talking to you. It's always fun. <laughs> now, Tom, we're hearing a lot of people talking about green jobs of the future. But Pacific Gas and Electric, or PG&E, is really already rolling up its sleeves and making this happen. Last week, you and I were together at the Mayor of Oakland's Summit on Women. And you were severely outnumbered, by the way, but you seem to be quite in your element. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed we... those odds. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the odds were great for you. Uh, we're in a room with 500 women. But um, you and I both attended a panel that was facilitated by PG&E that talked about the East Bay Green Corridor Project and how that is aimed at creating a model of green job workforce development, uh, not just for California, but hopefully for the nation. It could really be a template that's rolled out to others, and I think that's really exciting. Share with our listeners across the U.S., um, you know, about this project and the role that PG&E is playing in it. It's a yeah, good question, and it, it is a very exciting time these days to be in this particular um, industry, and especially with a company like PG&E that is uh, prides itself on environmental leadership. And in this particular case, and like you said, it's uh, the timing couldn't be better. We had been working on this for a couple of years and now with the the president's um, 
recent rollout of the stimulus package and the real emphasis on green jobs. Um, what we we're a partner with. Um, uh, it used to be four major uh, city mayors, along with the uh, University of California Berkeley and the Lawrence Berkeley uh, uh, Laboratory. Uh, and it has since uh, expanded to pick up a couple more more cities. But uh, we think we're uniquely positioned here in the East Bay uh, and with the intellectual capital that we have and uh, the university, the, the workforce, too, uh, to, to really capture um, and ride the wave of the green job movement. We're, um, we're looking at a number of uh, different initiatives, everything from installing solar panels to energy efficiency projects. Um, uh, the president spoke about um, really trying to ramp up a lot of weatherization programs. And, it's, um, and, and as far as PG&E is concerned, we, we're coming to the table with a lot of um, not only financial resources and investment, um, but we're also looking at um, uh, we have uh, some great staff and good resources that we can help move this, um, move this forward. And it's really a challenged area, and we we look at this as uh, a great pathway, especially for some young people, and especially for some young people in some uh, very depressed areas to uh, work their way environmentally, if you will, out of, in many cases, poverty. Well, it's really true, because some of the cities that you're talking about working with on this project are Oakland, Richmond, and others where, as you say, they've been economically depressed. The job market hasn't been what it was in the past for those cities. And it's, it's kind of like, it makes me think of Frank Sinatra when he talks about New York. If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. If you guys can create a green jobs mecca in this area, it could be replicated anywhere because you're talking about taking an area that has, you know, like you said, tremendous intellectual capital with UC Berkeley, with the Lawrence Livermore Lab, who, by the way, in case our Go Green listeners are unaware, the new Secretary of Energy used to be the head of that lab. So you've got all of that, but then you've also got this tremendous uh, human capital of willing, able-bodied workers who really want uh, great domestic community-oriented jobs, and if those could be green jobs, so much better for the community. It's It's you know, not only employing the, the youth and, and folks in that area, but also creating technology that could help lower carbon emissions and all that. So it's such a win-win-win that I can't wait to see what you guys do with that because I really do think it could become a template for the nation. Yeah, and it's already happening uh, right now. There have been, um, uh, been a number of uh, uh, initiatives and efforts um, uh, to actually start uh, start hiring and start implementing uh, a lot of these ideas, and this is uh, uh, this is even before the president's uh, announcement. So it's only going to grow, I think, exponentially. I think that's fantastic. Now, Tom, you know that I am a huge fan of PG&E's Solar in School program, and I remember when you all started it a few years back. And I'm, like I said, very proud that my kids. Walnut Grove Elementary, um, is a participant in the program. Tell our listeners about the program and some of the great stories that have come out of the Solar in Schools campuses. Yeah, and I think your your kids' school is uh, one of the shining stars, <laughs> uh, and uh, many thanks to you for for that. And I, I believe uh, we just topped the 100 school mark. Uh, wow. So it's, uh, we've been doing about 20 schools a year for five years now. And what it is, uh, we, we fondly call it um, um, solar on a stick. Uh, 
you know, 1.3 kilowatt um, uh, solar or nine solar panels. Uh, and it's mainly for education. Um, and what we'll do is go ahead and install one of these systems. They, they value about $25,000 each. We'll install one of these systems at a school site uh, just to, well, mainly for education. And uh, as I said, we have 100 schools now that are part of our system. All of the schools are networked together. So uh, you could have some, uh, and they're focused on in the elementary school level. So you could have some um, elementary school kids, say, in uh, Pleasanton, where you live, uh, communicating with uh, some kids in Bakersfield, which is uh, part of our service territory, and uh, they can compare notes. What uh, you know? How many um, uh, kilowatt hours is your system generating versus our system? And oh, that's uh, so, so they, cool. it, it, it creates <laughs> like a network uh, classroom. And in your case, and I, I use your school district as an example over and over again. Just the mere placement of that particular system was uh, enough to spark a lot of interest. And now the entire school district is um, solarized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, and that's another uh, I think ancillary benefit, right? I mean, and and it helped that we had an awesome principal and Go Green Radio <laughs> listeners have heard him before, Bill Radulovich. He is an amazing man. I feel so lucky that my kids have had him as their principal. But he took that solar on a stick and made it into something so much more. He he really did evangelize. Um, not only our school district, but others as well, to go solar and not just use it as educational purposes. It went um, from education into action, and that was. And it really took PG&E to inspire that. So, such a great, great piece of teamwork. I, I just love it. I'm so proud of it. Now, something that I've been meaning to do for months, and I finally did it last night, was sign up for your Climate Smart program, oh, yeah. which is just fantastic. And I, last night, I can tell you, I'm already sleeping better now that my family is both cutting down on our energy use and we're engaged in your carbon offset program. I'm so relieved. Um, tell our listeners more about Climate Smart and how to find out if their utility company offers a similar program because, you know, we are talking to folks who are from other parts of the country. It, um, yeah, and I'm not aware of... Um of any other utility doing this, I think some are exploring this. And somebody had mentioned there was a utility in North Carolina that is is doing this. But uh, what it does simply is it's a surcharge, and it usually comes out to about one or one to two percent of your bill on average. It's a surcharge on your uh, bill and the money that we collect. And right now we have, I think, about forty thousand customers that are. Uh, participating in in Climate Smart, so what we'll do is we'll collect those dollars and we will invest them in, as you say, a carbon offset program. So what we're doing is um, putting it in um, reforestation projects. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and uh, we just went out with some new protocols. Um, we're also investing in what we call cow power project. <laughs> and, um, and what that is, it's, um, we're partnering with some dairy farms to capture the CO2 from the, uh, the cow waste. Uh, number one, uh, capture and cover it and then use the methane to feed additional power into our grid. So those are some of the projects that we're, we're doing. And as you say, uh, businesses or homeowners that are participating in this program, they actually, uh, as a result of this, um, are functioning, their utility use becomes carbon neutral. 
I so, love that. Very exciting. I love that. Yeah, and, and it's so cool, I think. Um, folks, wherever you are, you pay a utility bill to someone unless you're off the grid. If, if, if it were me, if I were sitting in Illinois where I grew up or Pennsylvania or wherever I was, I would get on my utility company's website today, find out if they have something like this. And like you said, Tom, I'm only aware of a couple uh, that I've run into as I travel around the country. Uh, but if your utility is not offering a good carbon offset program, here's what you do. Go to www.pge.com. That's Pacific Gas and Electric's website, check out their section on Climate Smart and suggest to your utility and maybe get some of your friends together to help you suggest with more voices that they offer something similar. Um, and, and then I think you can really feel good about running your household or your business in a carbon-neutral fashion. Well, folks, we are going to be back in just a couple of minutes after this commercial break with more from Tom Garino at Pacific Gas and Electric. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just 
I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Happy Friday to all of you. This is a great show to be listening to. If you're just joining us, we are talking about some very cutting-edge stuff. You just heard President Obama this week talking about energy and America's energy future, how important it's going to be for us to have a green and sustainable energy future. And we have two guests on our show today. Right now we're talking to Tom Garino from Pacific Gas and Electric Company, and they are truly one of the national leaders when it comes to utility companies with a real 21st century forward-looking strategic plan to go green and to deliver green energy, clean energy, to their customers. And we've been talking to Tom about some of their solar programs some of their other uh, green jobs initiatives. And we're going to continue to to go through some of the things that Pacific Gas and Electric is doing for its customers. And if you're out there in an area where you have another utility company, I would strongly urge you to get out on PG&E's website and compare and contrast what your uh, utility company is offering you and see if you can't um, get some of your uh, utility companies out there across America to follow along with some of the great initiatives that PG&E is doing. If you want more information, don't close this web browser while you're listening to Go Green Radio, but open a new window in your web browser and go to www.pge.com. Well, we're back now with Tom Garino, one of my very good friends from PG&E. Tom, thanks for being with us on Go Green Radio. Hey, Joe. Well, now, this is something that has always kind of baffled me, and so I'm going to ask you to explain this. Most companies want their customers to buy as much of their products as possible, but PG&E actually rewards customers for buying and using less energy. For residences and businesses, you offer all kinds of incentives and rebates that people can see on your website for uh, customers of yours that actually consume less of your product. Now, Coca-Cola and other companies wouldn't stay in business on that model. Why does it work for a utility company like PG&E? It, uh, it works for us, and it doesn't work for all utility companies, but it's, um, I think it's just part of the, the philosophy, uh, and this goes back uh, 30, 30 years that um, we've had this particular um, model. But, uh, and during that period of time, uh, we've been able to prevent more than, uh, get this, 135 million tons of carbon dioxide from entering the atmosphere. Wow. Um, the energy efficiency... Uh, programs have also, you talk about the economics, they've helped their customers save during this period of time, uh, 22 billion, with a B, billion dollars. And 
right now we're in the um, the middle of a three-year campaign to infuse uh, $1 billion into new energy efficiency programs for uh, residential and business customers here in in California. Uh, I think the um, the economics, uh, uh, when you extrapolate this, they bear out that uh, uh, when we're finished, it will be the equivalent of avoiding the need for a 600-megawatt uh, power plant, which is a huge uh, oh. power plant yeah. by, uh, by standard. So, um, it's a it's a pretty progressive uh, atmosphere. Uh, the Public Utilities Commission, who uh, we contract um, uh, with, is is very forward thinking, and so there are incentives built in, and we're incentivized uh, to actually be rewarded to help our customers uh, save save energy, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the model. And and again, it's uh, while we still need to build additional power plants, whether they're um, fossil fuel or or solar plants or wind, uh, renewable plants, Uh, we certainly don't have to build as many, which is uh, even more costly. So it's pretty pretty exciting. And actually, to take it a step um, further, we're installing um, 11 million uh, what we call smart meters uh, throughout uh, throughout our service territory. And what this will allow our customers to do it Will give them real time data and communications on their on their energy use. So uh, and they can also uh, monitor their even if they're traveling and they they want to check in and, and see how the meter is doing. Uh, they can do it uh, remotely. Say if they left the uh, thermostat, uh, air conditioning on or heater on or uh-huh. um, or the like. So that will help um, uh, through these smart meters. It will help even more so to. Um, to save even that much more um, more energy. That is really cool. So the basic economics, if I understand it correctly, is that you've projected the cost of building more power plants to meet the demand that your customers have if we continued using energy the way that we did. And what you've calculated is that it would actually cost less to have folks you know, realizing energy efficiencies and using less energy, and that would actually be a better business model than letting everybody just suck off the grid to the point where we have to build even more power plants. Is that generally? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes total sense, and that is so progressive. I mean, that's, that's really, that is really futuristic thinking. I, I really appreciate the way that PG&E um, engages in that kind of problem solving. That's that's really, you know, that's that's the mark of a long-term term company, not just a, here's our quarterly, you know, SEC filings, but uh, this is our long-term right. plan. I love that. But that's a good now, question, and I get that all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when people say, oh, you're promoting energy efficiency or uh, we're promoting the use of uh, solar energy, and they say, isn't this going to put you out of business? And, um, well, that's not a, you know, that's not a real concern, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the... I think it's that common uh, misperception of just exactly how this business model is set up. Right. It's so smart. Now, speaking of energy efficiencies, you guys, Pacific Gas and Electric was one of the first utilities in the nation way back in the 70s um, to offer energy efficiency programs to its customers. And you just keep adding more and more. I love what you're doing in the community. Give us some examples of programs that you have today that help your customers increase their energy efficiency. It, um, yeah, there are a, there are a number of, of programs, everything from 
we have a lot of free products for our customers from thermostats, and a lot of people don't realize that a thermostat, a, a malfunctioning thermostat can be a, a major energy hog as far as your home is concerned. But um, we have a number of uh, free products, and that's one of them, uh, along with the sensors, with the... Uh, I'm in my office here, and I'm looking at 2,000 compact fluorescent light bulbs and boxes. <laughs> uh, you know, we're doing we're sponsoring a luncheon today uh, with about 300 people and the mayor of uh, mayor of Oakland, and so everybody's going to walk away with a uh, um, nice uh, compact fluorescent light bulb. So we're doing what we can cool. to uh, promote and and distribute uh, those. Well, what we uh, what we like to do, especially for the small business community, and uh, we usually do two or three of these a year here in. And I'm the manager of the East Bay um, Division of uh, PG&E, so that's Alameda and Contra Costa counties. Uh, but every year we'll we'll do a, uh, two or three sweeps through business districts, and uh, we'll visit say uh, three thousand businesses in a in a community, and we'll bring a team of people. Uh, we'll not only what we call direct install. So instead of just going in and doing an audit. We'll stay there uh, because if we if we leave products behind, if we leave say ten light bulbs behind uh, that are energy efficient, they may or may not get installed. So we'll sit there and actually uh, do the installation. Uh, and uh, in the case of um, a community here in the East Bay uh, called Hayward, we did this last year and saved um, a half a megawatt of of power by the time we were finished. So no kidding, just uh, from light bulbs. And, uh, and at virtually little or no cost to to the customer. So we uh, we we like to, and it's a lot of fun. And we get the communities engaged, the the chambers of commerce, the cities, and the the mayors, and uh, make it a lot of fun and have a have a nice uh, celebration at the end associated with this. So trying to make energy efficiency. Uh, you and I are passionate about it, but trying to make it fun for some other people. Uh, we assume everybody's going to be excited about it, but. Uh, that's not always always the case. Yeah, it's, do, not as, it's not as sexy as solar, yeah. but energy efficiency is <laughs> a really important component. Absolutely. Of this. Yeah, and I know you guys even did a light bulb giveaway at my kid's school. It is it is a lot of fun, and you guys are always great about interacting with folks. We have a couple of minutes before break, and I want to touch on one quick thing. You know, you guys are very cutting edge in procuring clean energy. It's not only renewable, but in a lot of cases, very low in carbon emissions as well. Um, in the couple minutes we have left, talk about some of the ongoing initiatives that PG&E is pursuing to increase the percentage of clean energy in your portfolio. It, um, yeah, very good question. We have a lot of um, uh, alternative energy uh, or renewable energy uh, projects in contract right now, and uh, with with some um, third party vendors and um, it's been stalled a little bit, but I think that's going to uh, be moving now that again the stimulus package is underway and credit is starting to uh, to loosen up. But um, just this last week, we we rolled out a 1.5 billion dollar uh, solar uh, program of our own, where we'll actually own and operate uh, 250 megawatts of of solar. This could be roof mounted or um, land mountain, uh, uh, mounted um, uh, panels, and then we're going to contract out for another 250 megawatts in smaller bytes. So this wow. is 25 to 50 megawatt. Um, and I want to hear more about this because I know you're doing an awful lot, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. So 
We're going to come back after the break. We need to take a commercial break here for a couple minutes. But when we come back, we're going to hear more about the clean energy portfolio of Pacific Gas and Electric in just a few moments. Don't go away. More Go Green Radio right after these messages. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to more Go Green Radio. We have such a fun guest today and somebody I just respect so very much. I respect his company as well. Um, We're joined today by Tom Garino from Pacific Gas and Electric Company, or PG&E as we refer to them. And, And, you know, I know that a lot of you out there listening to Go Green Radio are not from California, but the reason that I have a California utility company on today is because I really feel like in in learning about utility companies from sea to shining sea, that PG&E is doing some really 21st century forward-thinking um, initiatives to help our nation and, and their customers uh, have more clean energy, have green energy, and, and secure, affordable energy for all. And I think the combination of, of their vision on all those matters just really sets PG&E apart. And I don't want you to fret. If you're a Go Green Radio listener and you live in another state and you have another utility uh, that doesn't mean you're powerless to make change. If you go to PG&E's website, which is www.pge.com, check out what they are doing and then begin to introduce these concepts to your own utilities if they're not doing it already. And some of them may be. But if they're not, um, hey, 
they, they work for you. You're the customer, and the customer's always right. So if you see some things on PG&E's website that you'd like to see in your own utility area, then you have the power um, to get that information and take it to your utility company and, and affect change. Well, Tom, we are glad to have you back on Go Green Radio. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us today. Uh, thank you, Joe. Now, before the break, we were talking about how cutting-edge PG&E is in procuring clean energy, um, energy that's not just renewable but also low in carbon emissions. And you were talking about some of your initiatives, but I, I want you to, to follow that thought because there's a lot more that you're doing. So please inform us about what you guys are doing to procure more clean energy. It, uh, you know, and I'm happy to report also just the other day uh, that we are 25,000th customer just uh, had solar installed on um, on their home. So it's, wow. uh, that's uh, far and away the most of any utility company in the nation. So our uh, what that mentions, and I think you just alluded to this, is that our customers are, are demanding uh, these services in innovative ways to, uh, to develop solar, whether it's on their home or uh, we have a few major contracts um, uh, underway to build some of the world's largest um, solar plants. Uh, in the Central Valley, uh, that would also feed into our grid. So it's um, it's an exciting uh, exciting time, uh, and a lot of people are pretty familiar with solar and how it functions. Uh, we also have tremendous amount of um, um, wind power that that we use, but we're also exploring other um, other facets such as um, uh, wave power. Uh, we have a couple of projects off the California coast where we can. Um, it's a 35 megawatt um, turbine that is powered by waves that come in. Or uh, we have another one, and under actually underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, a tidal uh, tidal project. So a lot of the tidal movement is also uh, spurning tur- turbines. And I mentioned a little bit earlier about the uh, the cow power. Uh, yeah, <laughs> talk to us about that. <laughs> I saw a display. I think I was at a, the Chicago Museum with my kids a couple of years ago, and they weren't quite as polite about introducing the concept. It was a children's <laughs> museum. You were talking about cow waste. They went ahead and said cow poop power. So <laughs> tell us about cow poop power. <laughs> cow poop power. And it, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, somebody had mentioned to me the other day that a uh, typical cow produces more CO2 than an SUV. So I look <laughs> oh at them God. in a whole different um, uh, concept. But, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, that, again, that's twofold. Uh, more than 50% of our electricity uh, is carbon-free. So we're proud of that. And the more that we can do such projects like the cow, cow poop up, <laughs> power <projects laughs> tidal wave, um, and uh, solar, wind, uh, and the more we can do, the better. So it's a pretty exciting uh, time, and I think there's going to be a lot more research uh, put in that to increase the efficiency. Now, I saw on your website, the website was talking about the cow power, and it said that the biomethane that will be captured and sent through California's natural gas pipelines, how, how does that work? Yeah, it, uh, we, there's actually a pipe that's actually capturing um, the methane and... It does, um, these are strategically located near some of our uh, major gas uh, transmission and distribution lines that, uh, which run up and down the state of California. And it's a direct, uh, it's a direct feed into uh, that, particular, uh, that particular system. 
So you've got the the, the turbines that are part of the um, distribution uh, link between the uh, where the cows are and where the transmission is uh, that, that uh, is able to feed that natural gas and just uh, and supplement what we're already uh, procuring on the market. That that is incredible. I mean that that just blows my mind. I I, I think that's amazing technology at work. You know, I, I think that's pretty cool. Now I read this on your website as well, and I wanted to share it with our listeners because um, I I never pretend to know everything. I'm always learning, and what I read on your website was something I'd never heard about before. And this is this is the line from the website. PG&E was the first utility to, de- to demonstrate vehicle-to-grid, or V2G, technology. This new concept turns each PHEV, or electric, vehicle into a potential energy storage system. We showcased this technology with Google and have partnered with EPRI to develop communications protocols needed for smart charging of plug-in hybrids and dedicated electric vehicles and to explore vehicle-to-home and future V2G. This is brand new to me. I've never heard of this. So could you explain a little bit more about how this works, Tom? Yeah, in this particular, um, first of all, we're real big on on electric vehicles. We really see that uh, as a, an environmental and economic opportunity in the, in the future. Uh, in this particular case, let's say if you're... Um, if you're driving your electric car to uh, to work and you um, and you're parking underneath the, um, a shed that's made of solar panels, for example, um, you can actually tie your vehicle into these solar panels so your car would be charging all day. Wow! And then there's a converter when you uh, when you go home, you're able to. Uh, uh, you're able to transfer uh, your car essentially becomes a battery. You're able to transfer that power uh, and feed it into your home oh. uh, or or business, whatever the the case may be. You're able to feed it into your home, and as a result, it's less draw on the grid. It's um it's more it's a, just another supplemental way to provide uh, uh, power to individual sites. So that's the general concept. Well, and I've I've talked to others about this issue of of storage, you know, and a lot of people, mm-hmm. even with T Boone Pickens' plan and talking about, you know, there's wind here, but that's not necessarily where they need that much power, and and this whole idea of transferring power from one location, from where the renewable energy sources are, whether it's solar, wind, what have you, to where the power is actually needed, um, seems to be you know one of our greatest challenges. And this is such an innovative and, and really grassroots kind of solution because it really puts the power literally in the hands of individual users. This is this is amazing. How how long do you think it'll be before this is you know readily available on the market? It um, well right now and even uh, electric vehicles. I think uh, if you would have asked me this question a year ago, I would have said oh maybe ten or fifteen years at the earliest from now, but. I could see this, uh, especially with the, some of the new initiatives out there, um, where we could possibly be seeing this in five to five to seven years on a rather common common basis, and it becomes a little bit more uh, widespread as as well, that, and in, and even uh, a, a proliferation of electric vehicles as well. So it's very exciting. That is that is really exciting. I mean, you know, there are a lot of folks who talk about you know, plug-in cars, and I know that there are some folks who will say, 
Well, you know, if our electricity is coming from fossil fuel plants that are causing, you know, emissions, then maybe we shouldn't be plugging in our cars. But if you're fortunate enough to be with a utility like PG&E, who has 50% of its power um, that's carbon-free that it's offering its customers, then that is a viable option. And I know that you guys are, are ever, you know, working toward increasing that percentage of, of power supplies that are carbon neutral. So that's... That is really exciting. Now, PG&E has been involved with the California Solar Initiative that Governor Schwarzenegger championed a few years ago. Talk to our listeners about um, PG&E and solar and where you see that business opportunity in the next two to five years. Yeah, that's a good question because this has actually been a very, very popular program, and uh, we administer uh, the program for the for the state. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we just uh, hooked up our 25,000th um, uh, customer, and it's becoming um, more popular as, as time goes by. And there's a lot of different uh, in, uh, innovative models, whether it's somebody just directly installing solar on their home or there's a lot of uh, solar companies that are starting to pop up that will do it on a lease uh, payback or what we call a power purchase agreement uh, basis. So and it's um, we've actually there've been uh, I mean there were there've just been um, millions and millions of dollars and I think uh, actually billions uh, I think it was a three billion dollar program uh, worth of uh, incentives that are out there and uh, we've probably gone through about half of that uh, money and as we as we go through the longer you may wait to as a customer to get into the system the amount of your rebate uh, diminishes so we're we're seeing a lot of people, uh, we saw a lot of people jump in, and now with uh, the new investment tax credit that just went into effect this year, we're seeing yet another surge of people that are uh, that are participating. And they, where the payback period used to be uh, 15 or 20 years, we're seeing that uh, cut in half now. So it's become a lot more attractive. That is so great. And, you know, I know that whenever government's involved, some people are like, oh, great, so if we pass this bill, there's all this funding, we'll never see it. But... You know, what I love about what, what you guys and what the governor's office have done is that you got the money in the hands of the people to put it to use quickly, and I think that's why it's been so successful. The California Solar Initiative really has made a difference. Yeah, and there have been a number of communities, uh, Berkeley for, for one, that have set up a uh, system where you can actually um, take out a, a particular loan that could be uh, added to your property tax bill uh, so you're paying, uh, so you don't have to come up with the thirty, forty thousand dollars up front, uh, and you can actually pay uh, monthly installments. And if you happen to sell your house, whoever uh, purchases your home would incur the additional installments to repay back a solar system. So I see initiatives like that um, uh, springing up all over the place. So it's becoming much more affordable. That is amazing. Well, Tom, thank you to you and thank you to Pacific Gas and Electric Company for coming on Go Green Radio and educating on us, us on all of this. Um, it's just exciting. I mean, this is really gives us a lot of hope, um, and I'm hoping other utilities will follow your lead. Thank you so much for being on Go Green Radio. Folks, don't go away. We've got more Go Green Radio coming up right after this. We'll be talking to REC Solar. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote. And then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We are talking about solar energy. We're talking about greening our energy supply in America. And we just had a great guest, a good friend of mine, Tom Garino from Pacific Gas and Electric. During this segment, we are very pleased to be joined by Matthew Woods, who is the Vice President of Sales and Business Development for a company called REC Solar, a national solar installation company that seems to be absolutely recession-proof. They're growing by leaps and bounds, and we're going to be talking to Matthew about some of the offerings that they have in their residential program, as well as some new schools programs. So, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on Go Green Radio. Jill, thanks so much uh, for having me. It's great to be on the show this morning. Well, I love the opening line of your company's website. This is what it says, folks. REC Solar installs more solar power systems than any solar provider in the USA. Now, that's a powerful statement, (laughs) Matthew. That's pretty awesome. Give us some background on REC Solar. How long have you been around? Where are you located? And what's going on in 2009 that's helping you grow so fast? Jill, you know, REC Solar is uh, a great company. I mean, Blessed to definitely work in the solar industry. Um, REC Solar was founded in San Luis Obispo 
1997. So in the solar industry, we're one of the uh, the old dogs, been around for 11 years. And the company has really grown um, via grassroots efforts throughout the state of California, and now we've moved into Colorado, Arizona, Oregon, and Hawaii. So when I joined the company six years ago, we had 12 employees. We've grown to now over 350 employees with 13 regional offices. So the growth has been extremely exciting in an industry that's growing by leaps and bounds. That is amazing. Um, you know, and I, I, I want everybody, don't turn off this window, you know, in your Internet browser. Open a new window and check out this website. Follow along with us. It's www.recsolar.com. Uh, I, I love this. When you scroll down on your home page, um, you see something that is really fresh and new. It's a solar alert that explains how the federal stimulus package can help pay for solar. And it really seems like REC Solar is out in front on understanding the ramifications and opportunities in the stimulus plan when it comes to solar. Um, Do you expect that to be a competitive edge that you guys are kind of out there first with the plan? I think it's uh, crucially important. You know, education is the platform for growth in the solar industry. And with the leadership in Washington and the new stimulus package that passed uh, last week, you're going to see billions and billions of dollars poured into renewable energy. And solar electricity is really the darling of the industry right now because it's all about job creation. It's about clean energy. And it's really about producing power here in the United States. So from REC Solar's perspective, we've always taken the forefront to wanting to educate our customers. Along with the initiative and the understanding on the side about the federal stimulus package, Jill, you'll also see a new tool that we just created. It's called the Solar Analysis Widget, or the SAW, where we want to help consumers saw down their electricity rates. And what it is is it's an interactive site where consumers can go online and utilizing satellite imagery, they can select their rooftops, design their own solar systems, specify how they'd like to purchase their system. So without having anybody at their home or intruding on their private space, they can design their own custom solar energy systems right on the spot. It's really industry-leading, which is fantastic. That is really cool. I mean, now, is that for just businesses or is that for homes and other buildings as well? Our beta site is really focusing on homeowners, so you yourself could go on, type in your address, and design a solar system on your home, but we'll be scaling this for commercial businesses and for schools and government buildings so people in the planning process can understand how well solar will work for their home or facility and what the cost would be in doing so. That is really cool. And just FYI, this is you know between you, me, and 5 million listeners, but I happen to know that there's a big sort of faith based initiative where a lot of churches want to go solar because, you know, they want to protect creation and what have you, and you may find that they might be a great, you know, avenue as well. Uh, but that's just, you know, my my own, I bumped into this a few weeks ago, so I can, I can really see um, even churches and community centers, you know, wanting to be good environmental stewards and getting on board with this as well. Now, um, Matthew, you guys have a new program for schools coming online. Tell us some more about that exciting opportunity. I have a personal interest, of course, in schools, being the founder and executive director of the Go Green Initiative, but share with us what you've got coming for school communities. So what we've seen, Joe, which is um, pretty exciting, is 
The educational community has a lot of reasons uh, to go solar, not only for educating the students and the youth of uh, our country, but also in fixing energy costs. In a budget-constrained environment, um, the ability to install solar electricity, where all of a sudden electricity prices are predictable and also being produced from a clean energy source, is uh, fantastic. So at REC Solar, what we have done is we have approached um, some educational institutions. I recently just completed a system for the Athenian School in Danville, Poway Schools down in Southern California, where schools are actually able to install solar systems with zero capital cost. So what that means is you have a third-party financier, often known as a power purchase agreement, and schools actually get a free a zero-cost solar system on their facility and then purchase the power produced from solar, oftentimes at a discounted price over the utility for the coming years. So um, that's a fantastic benefit. And with the new federal stimulus package, you're also going to see over $50 billion infused into the educational system for improvements, and a lot of that's going to be going after solar electricity. So we've designed a custom solar schools program where we assist with the education of the students as well as the deployment of solar on their facilities. It's definitely very exciting. Well, and I love that educational component because it's great if the kids show up for school every day and see solar panels up on the roof, but unless they really understand what's going on and they're able to interact with those systems, um, the lesson may be lost on them. And it could be um, a great lesson in helping them understand how much energy they consume, and, and what solar panels actually do. So I really love that component. Um, REC Solar has really had a lot of success recently in your residential program. I have seen your trucks all over the place. Talk about your recent growth and why homeowners who haven't gone solar should really consider it. Yeah. So thanks so much. It has been exciting to grow. I think we might have lost Matthew, but uh, if we can get him back, that would be great. If not, let me tell you what I know about REC Solar. Uh, they have got some programs for homeowners that are truly, truly amazing. And just as Matthew was just talking about, um, you know, what they've got for schools, uh, they really have some excellent incentives for residents as well. Matthew, are you with us? And we can go on from there. I'm not hearing Matthew, um, so I'm not sure where we're at, but I'll tell you what, REC Solar is one of my favorite um, companies out there. Okay, uh, here we go. Matthew, I wasn't hearing you. Our engineers tell me that we're connected again. Go right ahead, Matthew. Thanks, Jill. Sorry, can you hear me okay? I sure can. Very good. So what I was saying is homeowners are investing in solar electricity because not only is it a way to produce green, clean power, but it's also a way to save money immediately. So what we are finding is as utility rates continue to increase, homeowners are installing solar energy on their homes and saving money from day one. So REC Solar has an innovative financing partner where we're actually able to install a solar electric system at very low upfront capital costs and then have the system paid for over time via simply paying for the electricity generated with solar. And in these tough economic times, Joe, where we see the stock market unfortunately going down, housing prices decreasing, solar energy is an extremely safe investment where investors are generating 
you know, anywhere from 8 to 15% return on their investment, with the, really the only uncertain aspect is whether or not the sun rises and sets in the morning, and that's pretty <laughs> safe in today's environment. Oh, you guys are amazing. And, Matthew, there's just no question. We need to have you back on Go Green Radio. I could talk to you all day. This was really fun having you on. Thank you so much. And, uh, folks, we're going to be here same time next week with more Go Green Radio. We're so happy that you joined us, and we will be back with next week with more Go Green Radio. you get some terrific ideas from today's show please join us for more next friday at 9 a.m pacific time noon eastern time it's go green radio with jill buck here on voice america go green radio is proudly sponsored by covanta energy a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information we'll see you here next week